Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church in Tallahassee, like many churches in this crisis, are holding their services online each Sunday morning live at 10 a.m. on Facebook. And now, here on Wave 94, we present to you the recording of this morning's message. Here's Pastor Joseph Davis at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. My focus today is this is an exodus. This is an exodus. I want you to recognize that what God is really trying to do with us, through us, for us uh, during this season is an exodus. We hear people talking about we're moving to a new normal, but I'm afraid if we don't put God in it, the new normal won't be better than what we just come out of. And so we don't allow God and his presence to deal with us and to reshape us. We will move to a new normal. We'll become more skillful in technology and create other creative measures. But as, as it relates to moral, ethical grounds, standards of living, we'll still be in the wilderness and not moving to the promise. God wants to move his body, specifically the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, out of the wilderness and into the place of promise. And so God keeps reminding me that this is an exodus. We know that we're in a pandemic worldwide. We know that has affected so many nations, but God is still speaking through the pain and God is speaking through the hurt and God is speaking through the loss. This is an exodus. I believe in the midst of this pandemic, um, we all should be hearing God. We all should be calling on God because God is calling on us. He's calling on us to come higher. He's calling on us to come out. He's calling things out of us, not just calling us out of things. That's one thing. That's the external. God is calling us out of things. That's the external that God will call us out of, but God is calling things out of us. That's the internal deliverance and breakthrough and new foundation that God is trying to put or instill in us. We need to be able to hear God right now. We can't afford not to hear God in the midst of a pandemic. We can't afford not to hear God in the midst of a tragedy. We can't afford not to hear God in the midst of pain and I know it is uh, exceptionally and extremely hard to hear God when things seem chaotic but we gotta find a new place a secret place a place where God's presence is where we can hear him right now somebody say right now we can't afford to wait till this thing is over and then hear God. We may not make it. We may not keep sanity. We may not keep a clear head or a clear mind. We may be overtaken by depression, oppression, and everything that has been released during this time. But we need to press into a place where we can hear God now. I need you to say, hear God now. Come on, I need you to say, hear God now. I need you to put it on your timeline that we are pursuing God with such a tenacity that we can hear God now right in the midst of pain in the midst of losses in the midst of a decline in the midst of the pandemic in the midst of tragedies the worst thing we uh, can afford to do is not hear God right now you know I also been praying and many of you have heard um, some of the uh, tragedies of the Church of God in Christ one of the largest African-American mostly uh, denominations even though there are churches in other uh, countries but mo most 
mostly African-American uh, Pentecostal denomination have lost a lot of their bishops and senior leaders um, during this COVID-19. And one of the things I've been interceding for the Church of the God in Christ, that in the midst of loss, that they will still have a here ear towards heaven because sometimes when you're going through pain you get so stuck in misery this is real stuff I'm not talking about something that's easy it takes a stronger drive to push through pain if you ain't never been in pain and had to move you don't know what I'm talking about if you ain't never been hurt but had to move towards healing you don't know what I'm talking about but many of you do know what I'm talking about and God's trying to release a grace on us that that we will say we can afford not to hear God right Right now we got to know where God is what God is thinking what God is saying to us what changes we need to make how what 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 new um, enhancements we need to make on our lives I believe we cannot afford to be paying the high price don't you understand we're paying a high price right now when in time the government has to bail out working people we're paying a high price working people pay their own bills working people buy their own stuff but anytime the government has to put a stimulus check inside the economy to try to correct things and get things moving we're in a tragic situation and we can afford not we can afford not to hear God right now because the price is too high we can afford not not to come out of this circumstance this season this time with little value we must gain great value during this time we got to be hearing God calling us to purity we must hear God call us to focus we got to hear God God call us to uprightness we need to hear God call us to cleanliness we should hear God calling us to holiness we should feel a greater demand on our personhood what I mean by your personhood if you a father you should feel a greater need to father better if you a mother you should feel a greater need to be a better mother if you a business owner you should feel a need to be a greater a business owner a daughter a son a grandfather a grandmother whatever position title you hold there should be a reckoning going on in your life right now there should be a reconciling going on in your life right now you should be seeing if you're up to par with the things that God has called you to do or the titles or the influence that God has placed in your life you know one of the things that God told me this week he said there this is a a cheap nation we try to skate through seasons and God says if the church is not careful we're gonna try to skate through this pandemic we're going to try to just lay low to everything pass over it's more than just laying low it's more than just staying in your homes it's more than just being quarantined it's more than just washing your hands wearing a mask it's more than that God said you can just lay low and some of you just lay low until the thing pass over and when it passes over you come back on the scene the same way you were before the epidemic comes the same way before the pandemic comes but God is calling us not to be cheap not to be cheap people and just try to escape through this season God wants to clean us up during this season. God wants to talk to our hearts during this season. God wants to talk to our manners and our mannerisms during this season. Our manners and our mannerisms, even the way that we come 
off to people. You know, sometimes people always think um, the way they come off um, is not their problem. It's somebody else's problem, you know. You know, but if everybody think you're coming off that way, something wrong with you. Amen. A few people seeing them a certain way, it could be a little sensitive area in their life. But everybody else thinks something else. No, you can't keep looking at everybody else. It's you. It's your mannerisms. It's the aroma you give off. It's the influence you give off. God want us to stop being cheap and cheating people and pay the price to be quality people he want us to pay the price to be quality people the people who will come out of come out of this with resolve and resolution you and i must hear god during this time you and i must surrender to god during this time you and i must learn how to live with great obedience during this time i want to read to you philippians the third chapter verses 13 to 21 because it reminds me of what we need to do to pursue the next level. Verse 13 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. Let me pause. One of the things you can never get better if you don't ever evaluate yourself and say, you know what? I can be stronger than I am. You know what? And so I'm not throwing off on you uh, to make you feel like you're nothing. No, no, no. Hold the value that you have. But let's raise the standard to where God wants us to be. He said, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have been taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. These first verses just said we got to be people of pursuit. We cannot just be uh, complacent with the accolades we get from people. I remember learning how to preach and to pray as a ministry of God and if you're not careful you can get in crowds and crowds can make you think you're pleasing God. You can get in front of people and according to people's standards they'll tell you all that you wonderful you the best thing that been out since last year they'll make you feel good about yourself but that may not be God's quality and God's standards and I found myself as a minister early on early on I've been preaching for 20 something years now but early on as a young man when I accepted God about 19 about 20 years old God started training me to preach without amens to, to minister without getting all kind of pats on the back how to be a minister of his word and a minister of grace without always being liked by people it was a hard training it was a tough training because me, me and you both all of us alike have a place in us where we like to be affirmed we have a place in us where we like to be liked everyone wants to be liked. if you don't want to be liked, then that's another problem well amen i do an altar call at the end hallelujah because something wrong with you if you don't want to be like everybody has a human nature that's correct nature that you should want to be liked but the, the question is at what cost the question is is at, liked at what cost and God start training me on how to be a minister of the gospel because I will get up and I will get up to uh, perform sometime before people and do stuff that was way unnecessary just to get the amens and the woo woo that boy hot today that boy woo that man pre and all those other stuff that can happen if you're not careful 
in something and wouldn't really deliver some of the strong things that God wanted me to have, wanted me to say. I wouldn't say some of those strong things that God wanted me to say. I would avoid them or I'll put a little, little sugar on it. And God said, no, no, no. I don't need you to do that. There's one time I, I got up to minister and I ministered and after I ministered, the time I stepped foot out that pulpit, there were people telling me how wonderful I did. Oh, they told me how good I was and I received their thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. God be the glory to you know, Hey, to God be the glory. He, he did it. He, when I got in the car all alone, driving home by myself, God said, you didn't do nothing. You didn't do a thing. I told you specifically to say this. I told you to say that. You didn't say it. You skipped over it and you gave them sugary food. You gave them food that made them feel good. And I'm telling you, in this climate, preachers of the gospel, we got to be stirred more than ever. Amen. To preach a balanced meal and to preach a balanced menu. And there are churches, and hopefully not this church, but there are churches where the saints and the people of God are anorexic. They are uh, They are malnutrition they they are lacking the necessary vitamins to grow as a disciple all they hear is donut donut type uh, uh donut and cake and pastry type messages all the messages say you coming out well let me tell you another message you ain't coming out not yet how about that how about a message that says god ain't ready to bring you out we we always seem to try to inspire people sometime before god is even ready to inspire people sometime god has us in a place where he's chastised us discipline us saying get yourself together follow what I'm telling you to follow but sometime in a hurry to um, uh, make ourselves more appeasing to other people or crowds we skip this necessary place of getting people to pursue God I want you to understand in Philippians 13 that uh, the mo uh, Paul wants us to be pursuing God and how we pursue God yesteryear doesn't matter I grew up in the church so I can tell you about saints that been stuck for years they've been saved but stuck for years no new fellowship no new mysteries no new insights in the word I mean they stuck they got saved in 1970 in a tent revival and they are still there at the same place they saved I ain't talking about just being saved today because if you just holding on a position just talking about I'm saved what about are you growing are you being disciple are you moving into new disciplines of Christianity and God wants us to press come on on. So everybody say press come on he wants you to use all your might all your heart and all your strength and to press towards the mark of the high calling verse 15 all of us then who are mature should take such a view on things all of us who are mature should take a view on such things I'm reading from NIV and if if and if on some point you think differently that too God will make clear to you all right and so there's times we don't think like God want us to think but if we keep living God will make it clear to us only let us live up to what we have already attain join together following my example brothers and sisters and just as uh, just as you have us as a model keep your eyes on those who live as we do he says if you're going to grow one thing you got to do is you got to watch people who live right all right you're never going to grow into areas of christianity and discipline concerning uh, the life of christ if you keep watching bad models or watching bad behavior come on 
on pick somebody who is balanced and mature and who is trying to pursue the deeper things of God don't pick somebody who's always hanging down at the bottom of the valley don't pick somebody who's what I call a bottom feeder everybody know what a bottom feeder is they call it it's a type of fish amen a bottom feeder and God has really enlightened me to bottom feeders even churches have bottom feeders bottom feeders are people you can preach to motivate pray for lift them up encourage them give them a word of the Lord and you say my God I lifted that brother up I lifted that sister up but the next thing you know when you come back to visit them they back at the bottom of the tank you're like what what, what don't happen here didn't I pick you up didn't I didn't I prophesy to you didn't we minister to you didn't we pray a long time with you you know what happens if people don't change their nature that they don't want to live on the bottom anymore it don't matter how much you preach to them it's a decision that you and I must have that we're not going to be a bottom feeder amen a bottom feeder is a person that always going to find themselves on the bottom can I aggravate you today anyway that's don't matter I'm going to do it anyway in Jesus name with grace I'm going to fend you towards the cross if you're always at the bottom you need to evaluate yourself you need to evaluate your decisions you need to evaluate your life God will have you going through a season but if you're always in that season it ain't God it's you it's you no 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 no. it ain't God it's you because God should be lifting you up out of stuff God should be bringing you through seasons come on seasons of turnaround seasons of building you up if you stuck in something forever you got to say is this bondage is this a curse is this a God if you always stuck come on now if you always never have no money never have no money come on now never have no money you got to start addressing your spending habits you got to start addressing your talking habits your living habits never have no money come on five years never have no money ten years never have your money come on people that went through come through went through the side went through the left went through ups downs and then come up and passed you because you hadn't disciplined yourself and you keep blaming everyone else about where you are and why you're living the way you're living instead of taking personal responsibility I want to aggravate you towards the cross today I want to aggravate you towards growth today I want to aggravate you or offend you what the Bible says offend you towards Christ offend you towards change and he says don't stop looking at people who are poor examples come on you ain't gonna never grow in Christ always just looking at the pastors leaders people in the body of Christ who fail and who didn't do well and who didn't follow God's word and things that you're never gonna do well there's so many people living right doing right pursuing things staying balanced open your eyes and pick somebody who's trying to model Christ come on there's some and the challenge many people have is the change it brings you to follow a good mentor Oh, the problem is, it's the change that it brings you to follow a good mentor. Because when you start picking a good mentor, automatically you got to be up for the change. You got to be up for the press. You got to be up for the for the requirements that it's going to put in you. I remember my, my Pastor Robin loved the Karate Kid movie. Amen, all of them. Just like she loved the Rocky movies, all of them. And, and, and sometimes uh, sometime when, 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 the, when the mentor was teaching the young lad about karate he didn't just put him in the ring he took him out there and told him wax on and wax off and it looked like man what are you teaching me no I'm teaching you how to fight I'm teaching you how to win but I got to put you in a training program that builds you up let me tell you something if you really want to grow you're gonna have to learn to discipline yourself you're gonna have to learn to go through you're gonna have to learn to keep moving while you crying you're gonna learn to come on you're gonna have to change some habits and God want to give us good models of success but we can't we, we can't
just got to stop looking at everybody who's not doing well and saying that's the reason I'm not going to be better find somebody who's a great role model find somebody who got a personality because some of y'all let me I hear you I hear the Holy Ghost you know you know man you know I don't want to be stuck up like that where everybody living safe ain't stuck up stop using that excuse about you don't want to be stuck up you don't said that for 10 years and you in the same place you ain't grown you ain't disciplined yourself you ain't moved because you don't want to be stuck up but everybody living for God ain't stuck up everybody living for God not arrogant everybody living for God is not boring there are people who have found the place that they can live with God without compromise they can live for God have fun smile do the right things live ethically and still please God oh there are people out there come on come on there are people out there who are living correct for God and you are worth following come on so stop using those excuses I don't want to be stupid. I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Well, don't be it. <laughs> I don't want to be bored. Don't be it. Come on now. But we can't keep talking about I don't want to be bored, but we keep calling fun sin or sin fun. We came to I don't want to be bored. Well, if your sense of fun is always sin, we got to bring you up to the standards of Christ. We got to bring you up to the thinking of Christ. This is the goal of Philippians in the third chapter is to get you to press towards God's way of thinking. Can I say this very clearly so you'll understand your God don't care about how you think about what he says God don't really care about how you think the only purpose when, when God cares about your thinking is if he's trying to deal with you or reason with you or maneuver you he'll come down that's grace and help us and, and deal with us but not from a point of view that you're not gonna move come on your standards ain't gonna match God's standards your standards not gonna match God's way and too many of us have our own way of doing stuff and we think God ought to accept it we think God should accept anything thing we give him we think that God should just take it you know we come to church and we tell God God I'm here today you better be happy because I don't care about you just coming to church one day and feeling like you got a checklist or something like that I've been waking you up seven days a week I've been causing oxygen in your body you're gonna bring up that you gonna I'm coming to church twice a week that may be good for the sister on the road and she said I see you making progress that's what we do to each other that's all right I'm not saying that's totally bad but don't let us make it think that's the high calling of Christ God said you ain't done nothing by coming to church four Sundays in a row you ain't nobody special you should come to church four Sundays in a row and when somebody say you be here every Sunday you say that's right and if the church was open on another day I'll come again too ah I done caught you with that I'm not trying to say we need to have more church I'm dealing with your heart in the matter I'm not dealing with that we need to fill the calendar with church services I was dealing with your heart that don't want to really give up to God Cause see your, your heart don't want to give up to God you'll start making all these type of excuses but God is trying to break us through and God is trying to break us down I hope you're with me today because God's trying to make us go through this thing somebody said this is an exodus this is an exodus and as a people of God we got to get fed more than sugary things we got to get fed the real meat of the word of God the milk and the meat the milk is the sincere simple stuff of the word of God and after you done ate milk for a while it's like Gerber one Milk of the word of God is like Gerber. Y'all know what Gerber is, right? Baby food. It's like the milk is just the basic, simplest stuff. Then after that, then you can dive up into mysteries. You know, sometimes there are people who never grow because they always want to tell you about the mysteries of God. You know, let me tell you, you know, Pastor Joe, what about, forget that, brother. Let's just talk about why Jesus died. 
Let's get why Jesus died. Stop trying to figure out the greatest mysteries of the world and you don't have the foundation for revelation. You got to first build the building blocks of revelation. There are people who are stuck in growth because they're worried about things that outside they lead. Eat your cereal. Come on, be humble. Come on, all because you can say two words, you still a baby. Come on, be a baby as long as you a baby. Come on, and that's why I try to tell children, be a child as long as you a child. Come on, there's a beauty in being a child when you a child. Come on, this grown life ain't no joke now. Come on, you can, you can talk about, I don't feel like going to work. Keep feeling like going to work and see if your lights stay on. Keep feeling like doing stuff. See, when you grown, you ain't have all these excuses. I got to pay bills. Come on, I got things to do. See, I ain't, I, you ain't feeling well right, right now. Stay home with COVID. But you understand what I'm saying? In a normal environment, you push. Not right now. Stay home right now. But in a normal environment, you push even when you don't feel well. And that's why you tell children, be a child as long as you're a child. You walk in the house, ain't got no care in the world don't know how much the mortgage is don't know how much the lights is all you know you're gonna be fed all you know you're gonna be clothed Come, that's a beauty there are certain days i just want to go back to that that light these these, these these lights don't get paid all by itself hey man that bless you know what i mean hey glory to god hallelujah what time dinner hallelujah glory to hey man what time hey you know that come on now that's why a child should just go ahead and be a child there's a beauty of come on there's a beauty of being a child come on can i get any grown folks who can say some days you want to escape adulthood and just run around all day and you can just play around all day like you ain't got come on y'all ain't saying nothing <laughs> and play around all day like you ain't got no responsibility but when you got responsibility I can't play around all day. I got to discipline myself. So children, be children as long as you a child. Come on, be children as long as you a child. Be a child. Some days I just want to go back to be a child. Hallelujah. But when you start growing up, you got to be mature. God introduced Adam to work, but that wasn't the only thing he introduced him to. He also introduced him to worship. He introduced him to worship. And I believe a strong man is a man that not just only work, but a man that worship. I'm telling you that there's an exodus happening that men are not going to be as carnal as we always was. But God's building up men to be spiritual leaders, to lead their homes, to lead their children. Come on, and to be spiritually in tune to what's going on. I've been fussing and preaching about it for years. And the truth about it, men, I want to let you know, I get tired of seeing the women lead worship all the time I get sick and tired of the women the one praising God first God told us that we were the head when are you going to jump out of your chair and wave your hand and say God you're good no 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 brother you keep talking about you're not emotional you need to be delivered God will deliver you and free your emotions so you can lift your hands and worship and come on I'm here now and worship ain't never been feminine first worship has always been masculine most of the worships in the text are are men of worship and we got to rise up men and we got to learn to be the first ones to lift our hands I'm tired of it y'all I'm tired of it I'm tired of our women always leading in the worship and I'm not trying to say I'm trying to replace minister Amber hear me clearly I'm just talking about in the people who who lead worship the men should be the first one to say God is good come on can we talk about men being the head can we talk about a little bit men men being the head we're always talking about men being that we should be the first one to read our words we should be the first one to take our family into prayer. We should be the first one that
that knows the scripture come on I got to raise the standard the standard been too low we got too many people leading homes that don't know enough God we got too many men trying to lead spiritual women come on now I'm here now today trying to lead spiritual women she back in the house she back in the room sacrificing interceding for God and you ain't opened up the word yet you ain't prayed yet you ain't went on how you gonna lead this woman even though you called even though God has given you that position how you gonna lead somebody who talked to God and you don't talk to him enough how you gonna lead somebody who been in the presence of God and you ain't been in the presence enough the devil has been trying to kill the male seed and keep the male seed from coming into fruition and the devil want us just to be carnal he want us to only live by our eyes but the Bible tells us that we got to live by faith we can't just live oh that's what the devil gets men with our eyes but we got a spiritual eye down in our spirit that God is trying to awaken in this season and he's trying to release men to move into the spirit realm and start leading their households yeah man God is calling us out of hiding God is calling us into an exodus it's time for us to rise in our full strength as men oh yeah we can't just have work work is good we know that oh we gotta have more than work we gotta have worship we gotta know the god that that keeps us and we gotta be the spiritual leaders of our house we got to be the priests we got to be the protector come on come on the bible cleanse already lets us know men that god has made men the stronger vessel and I've taught on this before. And stronger doesn't mean women are weak. It's stronger just means stronger. That's all it means. Stronger than. It don't mean women are weak. It don't mean women can't do nothing. It don't mean women don't have callings. It don't mean women don't have destinies. It don't mean that women are doormats. It don't mean that women are dumb. It don't mean that women are emotional. We got to quit that foolishness like women are only emotional. There's some men who are emotional. That's why they hadn't talked in years. That's why they hadn't reconciled in years because emotion emotion yeah man emotion emotion is more than crying anger is motion emotion bitterness is emotion come on the lack of empathy is emotion we've been talking unless if men only only are always hard what makes us strong is our ability to fall down and worship what makes us full of vigor is our ability to get down in the presence of the lord that's what makes us a man of god and god's trying to raise up men to be men of what the world need right now is a man of God. Oh, by no means am I saying the women of God are obsolete. Y'all got to hear in the spirit. You got so many people caught up in sexism. See, sexism says you want strong men and weak women. That's sexism. You want strong men and weak women. God ain't calling for that. In the text, you clearly see that God strengthened the women. Because one of the warfares with the women is with your body. One of the warfares with women and with the woman, the woman is with your bodies. What you going to do with your body? The enemy will always make you not good enough with your body. He'll make you do wrong things with your body. Oh, the great, I'm telling you, I saw it in the text. It saw it in the text. How you saw that, Pastor Joe? Because, first of all, the midwives were designed to be in a position that everyone else couldn't be in. They were at the very vulnerable place where a woman is giving birth. 
and watching a woman's body do something that only God could cause it to do for her womb to bring forth a child. A woman was in that position to be a midwife. And at that point, God was entrusting these women that don't you listen to what the enemy is saying. I'm trying to talk to you women today where the enemy is trying to get you to do wrong things with your body. One of the greatest warfares on women is with your body. The enemy even tries to degrade you about your body. Come on, you look in the mirror sometime all day long and still don't feel, look pretty. That's the devil bothering with your mind. You look in the mirror, you put on makeup, take off makeup. Put on an earring, take off an earring. Put on a wig, take off a wig. You do all kind of things that if you're not careful, the enemy will bother your soul. The enemy will kill, keep making you feel that you're not worthy of something. Or he'll make you feel like your greatest your greatest value is your curves or your greatest value i'm preaching mature stuff today or your greatest value is your hips even if you have some you better tell somebody my greatest value is more than the vessel i'm in it's what's in the vessel it's not just the vessel of that see the devil been tricking women playing around with your outside vessel and you can never get to your destiny putting greater demand on your outside vessel than your entire inside vessel but these women said no we not gonna let you disturb hear me holy ghost hear me folks disturb the framework of a woman because what's gonna happen here is gonna be warfare against women against women because if the midwives kill their son the women who was pregnant having a son gonna be upset that another woman didn't push her when she needed it most that another woman didn't support her when she needed it most. And we got to end all these warfares. I'm in mature stuff today. That women can't get along with women. You should better get along with a woman. Come on. You got to cast that devil out of you. Talk about I only can get along with men. That devil is a lie. The, the, the very essence. I'm in something today. The very essence of your nature is you should know a woman because you are a woman. Just like the very nature of a man. He should understand a man because he is a man. What's this foolishness? Talk about I can't get along with women. You are a woman. I can't get along. No, 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 no. Something wrong there. That needs to be corrected. That needs to be correct. We should understand. Another woman should understand the vulnerability of what it is to carry that baby for nine months and not see it come into fruition and to be there to support them. Come on, nothing like that. Another woman in another woman's corner during a vulnerable time. These two midwives were there in a very vulnerable time. And because these women heard the call of intercession, is the reason. Here it is. I'm about to swing. I'm about to go somewhere else. Uh, they called, heard the call of intercession is the reason why we had Moses called to leadership. Hear what God told me. God even told me, as I talked about on last week, we cannot favor abortion and be asking God to send good leadership. Because it's against what it's against what you're asking for. You can't be just killing and allowing aborted babies to happen. I'm in a very sensitive subject and, and, and be asking God to raise up good leadership. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You are you are in error to ask God for good leadership, and, and, and you are a proponent of, of abortion. Let me talk about it from a slow point of view. There are there are times when the decision to keep the baby or not keep the baby becomes difficult. Only it only should be difficult when it's a medical or a health situation and there are some health and medical situations where ooh, it takes a lot of prayer ooh, it's a tough situation because there are other things that are going on but when it comes to just being uh, um, out of order and being uh, promiscuous come on God 
God wants us to start protecting our bodies. Let me talk about it. I'm trying to slow down. God talked to me so much about this. God wants us to start protecting our sexual identity and protecting our sexual lives. So let me tell you something. One of the main ways the devil wrecks your future is through your sexual life. Ah, through your sexual life. He will come and wreck your destiny. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all ain't got saying nothing. I done been delivered. I done been through enough uh, when it comes to getting my sexual life in order that I can preach this all by myself. I know what I'm talking about. The enemy will mess with your imaginations. The enemy will mess with your desires and your appetites. And one of the ways that the enemy robs a future or robs a generation is through your sexual life. And that's why we got to bring our sexual lives in order with God. Come on. We got to bring our sexual lives in order with God. And, and, and this thing about abortion is such a strong subject. And there are even times that things have happened like when somebody's been assaulted or when somebody has been taken advantage of. Those are more difficult situations on how to really proceed. Those things have to be done with prayer. Those are those different. And those things have to be done with prayer. And sometimes they're very difficult on what to do next. But it's clearly for those who are just not treating their sexual lives right and out there doing things and getting pregnant. Hallelujah. And then just deciding to terminate the pregnancy. God says you are in error. God wants to make sure. Hear my heart and hear what God is saying. God is trying to raise the standards of Christians. It's hard for the world to see the light when Christians live all types of ways. It's hard for the world to be redeemed when we don't stand up for the righteousness of God. And this thing should not have become a political agenda. This thing should have never become a political agenda. It should have always been a biblical agenda that we said this ain't about being Democrat or Republican. Now that we got the church split, we got one side of the church on the Democrat and one side of the church on Republican. The church people have said, hey, we stand for God all the way. No matter how I vote, I want you to know I stand for God all the way. Come on. We've allowed these worldly platforms to mess up our biblical view. We've allowed these worldly platforms to take us away from what God wants us to uh, the place that God wants us to go. But God is real serious about leadership. We would have never had Moses should not his mama held on. We would have never had Moses should not his mama and the midwives done their part. We need people in this season to uphold righteousness and uphold truth. And after all of this happens, then Moses gets his call. See, many times we never get the call of God until somebody begins to cry out to God. Let me say this. I'm about done. Until somebody begins to cry out to God. The Bible says that they were already in bondage, but God didn't hear them. The first verse says they was in bondage. They was crying, but God didn't hear them. It's only in the end of chapter 2 where it says the cries of God's people came towards his ears. When we begin to weep and cry about the calamity, the misfortune that's happening in our neighborhoods, when we begin to cry, then God will send a response and an answer. The calling of Moses was an answer, was an answer to the cry. We never get sick and tired of the sin and the foolishness. We never say, God, somewhere this got to stop. We never, say, we never say, God, somewhere we have to grow. We never say, God, somewhere you got to make me better. We can never move to the next place, which is the call. It was the cry that came before God's ear. God said, I see my people are in bondage. I see my people are under pain. And only when they was really ready to cry out to God and say, God, we can't do this without you. God, we can't make this happen without you. Will you just lift your hands wherever you are? I feel the anointing. I'm doing the altar call now. This is the exodus. 
God wants us different after this. God wants us to live according to moral standards, ethical standards. It's just not just the issue of abortion, but this is one thing that God wanted me to talk about, and I really believe I'm talking about it purposefully in season. I don't know if somebody is actually thinking about that decision. I don't know if somebody is maybe on the verge of getting pregnant because of being promiscuous. But God is trying to get me to warn you and to shape you all up. He's trying to get us in alignment with him. I don't know if somebody about to get into a situation they couldn't even imagine they was going to get into. God's trying to warn us. Warn us about our sexual lives. Warn us about how to live pure and holy before him. Warn us about our behaviors and our attitudes. Warn us to not to be tempted and lured by the enemy. Warn us to get into a place of prayer, a place of worship. He's trying to warn us on the dangers of not obeying him. He's trying to warn us. He's trying to prepare us for exodus. Every church should be better after this. You've been listening to Pastor Joseph Davis and his sermon, which was preached this morning at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church in Tallahassee. In this crisis, their services are being broadcast live on Facebook, so be sure to follow them on Facebook for updates. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church and be sure to tune in to Wave 94 each Sunday at 1 p.m. for the current timely message from the Word of God as brought to you by Pastor Joseph Davis at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church.